All right, fam. You're probably wondering, what's the deal? Why is there a uh, episode of Primitive Rhythm Machine in my audio feed when uh, I was told that it wasn't going to be a thing anymore? So here's what's up. Primitive Rhythm Machine is sort of going to be resuscitated as Patreon-only content for the Geek Devotions Network. So this is going to be the last public feed but it will continue over on the Patreon channel. So if you want to hear more Primitive Rhythm Machine or other bonus content, head on over to patreon.com and become a patron of Geek Devotions, and uh, you can receive more uh, Patreon-exclusive content. And now, on with the show. John Haryu, Steve MacDonald, Music Theory, Interviews, Music Theology, Primitive Rhythm Machine. Hello, everybody. It is me, John. I know I had promised everybody that I was going into hiatus with this podcast, but there has been a band that has jumped on the scene that I am just ridiculously excited about. And I had to resurrect this podcast to put them in your field of vision. They just dropped an album. And if you've been on the socials or the discord, you've heard me ranting about them. Uh, I have with me in my virtual studio today, uh, Eric, Jacob and Johnny from voluntary mortification. Their album, Suffer to Rise, just dropped. You may have seen my review of it on the Geek Devotions website. Uh, so, hello, guys. Welcome okay. to the show. Uh, you guys me. want to introduce your voices so every, so that our listeners know who everybody is. I'm Johnny, drums. I'm Jacob on the guitars. Eric on bass. All right. So, <clears throat> you guys are a fairly recent addition to Rottweiler Records, if I remember the imprint chain right. True, I yeah. know I know since uh since Sean uh sold Rottweiler to Mythic Panda, uh they've been kind of on a signing spree. Um so <laughs> lots of lots of uh new bands putting out new uh albums, but for some reason you well not for some reason now that I've heard it, but you guys managed to uh float to the top of the promotion chain at uh at rottweiler uh, and and rightfully so because you know check out the album review but your guys is uh cool. your guys's new album's pretty freaking magical um Thank you. one of the <laughs> one of the things yeah, one of the things that i've noticed uh that just basically sticks out incredibly especially even within the christian metal community is how direct you are with addressing um the christian messaging uh, with your music, your album art, and just things yeah. that you discuss on your Facebook page, even recently uh, with uh, a member of your band getting baptized, which was a shock to me because most bands don't get that personal when it comes to your your specific relationship with Jesus. What was that a uh, was that an intentional decision to be that faith forward with your music, or was it did it happen organically, or how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's kind of been the the thing um, from the beginning. Um, you know, I, this band primarily started because Connor, the vocalist, and I, you know, we were we were serious about practicing our faith. We're trying to 
live as disciples of Jesus and trying to um, raise our families in that way. And so really our faith kind of channel, it kind of sets the tone for everything we do in life. And so honestly, I, I don't know if I would be putting time into a band and playing music as much as I've enjoyed it, if it didn't have like some kind of like, greater purpose to it. And so I think that's been the idea. I think Connor and I and the other members that they've joined have been really, um, you know, interested and supportive of, you know, being who we are and saying what we believe in and kind of letting that be an invitation to people to, to go further if they want. So, um, so yeah. Well said. <laughs> when I answered the Craigslist ad, it was Christian metal and that's what got my attention on it. Yeah. That's how I ended up on here was just the Craigslist ad. So. That that's pretty that's pretty interesting that it was just Christian metal. That that that's a very that's a very broad uh category just to throw out there on there because I mean you're 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 yeah. ranging from living sacrifice to striper. I mean what did did you have any re- <laughs> reservations when you were responding to that ad like you might end up wearing spandex and having to uh <laughs> I wear spandex on the weekends anyways, so hey. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> Far be it for me to yuck your yum, sir. I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was curious as to what it was and I jumped on. We had a little so, hiatus where I took off and then came back. So that, that's actually, that's actually super interesting to me because uh, when, when you walk into that, that type of a situation where it's just like, you're responding to a fairly generalized ad, were you expecting, were you expecting a project as heavy as voluntary mortification is? Or is, is that, is that even where your background is musically? Uh, I am not super familiar with deathcore music. I grew up with thrash and punk rock and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really what I grew up playing or listening to, but the way that the songs mm-hmm. flowed and stuff, the first time they, they really played me what the songs are. I just had a big old grin on my face and I was ready to go. No, we, we got to re- go back yeah. a little bit. Three. Three, about three years ago. So Eric originally was in the band and then I came on board and we were all trying to figure this out. And then Eric had to leave for personal reasons. And then Jacob was not with us that time either. And then, so I'm with Connor and we were trying to figure out what to do. We got Jacob back and then really it just morphed into where we are now. And then long story short, there were only three of us actually wrote the album. And so when you said in your article about the, the two guitars, it was only it was only Jacob. <laughs> so yeah, we, I was wondering. If, I was wondering if there's going to be a little bit of blowback because I had said that in the no. article. I'm like, gosh, I hope I didn't make anybody mad by saying that. Because I mean, I, seriously, when I when I had when I had writ that writ, ugh, my English <laughs> uh, when I when I had wrote that section in there, I'm like, I am really just picking nits at this juncture, and and that's really what it what it felt like is because I like i i was inclined to give a five out of five score on the week but it's just like i didn't want my i didn't want the first album review i was throwing up on the site um to be a perfect score for one and i think i think perfect score should be next to impossible to attain otherwise if everybody's perfect then nobody's perfect if that makes sense so um so there should always be room for constructive criticism constructive criticism but if I was to go back with the information that was given me and uh, with, and the understanding that there was only one guitarist on that album, then I probably would have omit that from uh, 
wor- yeah. you know, is working from a position of two guitarists. So if you'll yeah, excuse no, that's okay. the I think there was um, there might have been a disconnect between um, like we had publicists put out our current um, lineup and the album credits said something else, but it's you know we're we're a full band now and mm-hmm. yeah we we needed another guitar player, but it wasn't it wasn't working, so we just we just stuck with Jacob. And we had a bass player, and we had to let him go right before we went in studio. So Jacob did bass and guitars. I kind of worked with him on that, the bass a little bit. I did all the drums, Connor did all the vocals. It was just three of us. And then we brought Eric, and we, we begged Eric to come back. <laughs> Eric went in studio with us, but he didn't have any of the songs down yet. So I was it, comedy relief. Yeah, he was helping it out. I, was, I just thought he was back. But, uh, and then Matt just all of a sudden, we, he answered a Craigslist ad. And here's Matt, and it was like it's a perfect fit. Now we have that full guitar sound that you were talking about. So when we're mm-hmm. playing live, it hits hard, and we we really wanted to have that slam and headbang and sound, and and with that extra guitar, it brings it in. So next album, you'll get it, Joe. You'll get that that two tone that you're wanting. Yeah, I'm super excited to write with with another guitarist. I think it's going to be really fruitful, and a lot of things open up with that. So yeah, we're I mean we're excited with what we've been able to do so far and you know we definitely feel like we can definitely improve on that it's really exciting and we're, we're honored with your your comments too i mean yeah, we don't need a five out of five i mean four out of five is, is i mean we were we we're so blessed and honored by that well appreciate your kind words you know we worked oh. we worked really hard on this album really hard and, and and it shows you you can definitely tell that there was an appreciation for the craft on the album especially in the uh songsmithing and with what you just said there, as far as as far as Jacob uh, playing the bass on the album, I'm super I'm super curious as to uh, with you, Eric. Now that you are back in the band, do you play what Jacob does on the album, or have you did you construct your own bass parts that are going to be a little bit different live? Or I'm I'm different live. I I fiddle around a little bit more and. I, I took the mixes from the studio and took the bass out, and that's how I learned a lot of the song. So yeah. I, I play a few things that like he plays, and the yeah. rest of the wrong notes are all mine. Yeah, it's it's my a well I, I mean, it was just, yeah. it, it felt bad because it was like, you know, we want to sound consistent with the album, but it's also like, Eric, I don't want you to be constrained by what I basically threw together and, you know, was really following the guitar, and then um, our producer helped. Um, Josh Schroeder really helped um, kind of make the bass l- less of a background instrument and more Josh than the added. So, um, Thank God for so Josh. yeah, I, I'm really happy to see Eric kind of taking the songs in his own and, and making his own because, yeah, yeah I mean, these guys, Eric and Matt, they've been really like humble and willing to come on and basically like learn a bunch of songs that we wrote. I mean, so um, I, I don't feel like not everyone can do that. I think there's a lot of egos yeah. out there. And so, um, I'm really happy they've embraced it, and I'm also happy that there's going to be, um, you know, Eric's making the bass lines his own, and and Matt's, you know, starting to feel comfortable riffing too, and so and we're excited about writing again, even though we just came out of this know, album. So, <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's nice that Eric wants to be able to to fiddle around a little bit and change it because he and I are working together. We're trying to get even more brutal and deep with our tones, so especially when we play live. We we really want to cause an earthquake, you know, with, with the kicks and the bass deep as possible so i like that he's coming up with stuff so he and i can connect when we're playing and, and just really bring the house down is what we want to try to do 
yeah with the, with those with those super hefty breakdowns that i was seeing on the uh, face space um so love break- uh, what's that we love breakdowns man as hefty you, breakdowns. Uh, you know you know who doesn't like breakdowns terrorists Terrorists. <laughs> terrorists that's, that's terrorists. how you tell people apart yeah. exactly <laughs> ask them at the airport you know do you like breakdowns take them in <laughs> okay so you had mentioned Matt. He's the now he is the new addition in the uh guitar department. Yes. Um has some amazing hair. And <laughs> oh, he's gonna love that. It, it's 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 fantastic, I'm telling you. Uh and, and yeah. that 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 kind of brings me to another another question. Another thing that stuck out about your band specifically is um as much as the quote true metal fans out there would hate to admit it a giant part of the uh, metal scenes gatekeepers have a tendency to base that on uh, almost like a fashion, as far as you don't fit the role that you're in. Um, I'm looking at you three uh, short hairs on the screen here. And, and, <laughs> no hair. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I, it, it's, it's definitely a uh, aesthetic that I can, I can uh, relate to, although uh, when you look at Matt and Connor, they they kind of hit more of that uh, extreme metal aesthetic. Has that ever presented itself as being a problem for you guys when you go out and play at all? No, actually, I want I want Jacob to wear a cardigan on on stage. That'd be great. That would be That's amazing. so funny. I'm the least I'm the least metal looking person ever. He shreds. <laughs> He's the least metal looking guy. Um, we call him Mister Rogers, by the way. I, when I when I when I showed up to practice in sweaters, like coming up back from work, I never heard the end of it. So I'm like the, so apparently I'm like the Mister Rogers of the band. So that into SpongeBob shorts. Oh yeah, I had pineapple shorts. Pineapple shorts. <laughs> so no, I, I I personally embrace it. Like I was joking about getting a tattoo because I have none, and Connor was like, "Don't do it." And it's like, so I actually like embracing like looking the least metal as possible and like honestly just letting my you know down tune guitar like do the talking on stage so, that's it um just be you man yeah just i'm just you, you bro I, I i really can't do anything else so <laughs> so, <laughs> so no it's funny you mentioned that well, so, I, 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 I was questioning whether or not i wanted to mention it because i didn't want to be that guy and be like you guys aren't metal because i Hey, you know what? We let the music speak for ourselves, man. Yeah, that's all As it do. should be. Yeah. Um, so deathcore—that's a fairly, a relatively new subgenre yeah. for the metal scene. Um, and was it a conscious decision to chase that subgenre, or was it uh, something that had happened organically? Yeah, organically, I think. Well, I so um, Connor, the vocalist. I mean. He he really like I got even credit he's, for he's the breakdown guy. <laughs> he's the break well, he really like I think he had a sight set on Deathcore and like specifically like just absolutely brutal Deathcore. I mean his influences the funny thing you were asking about, you know, Eric's taste and um actually a lot of us um don't we don't come from the same Deathcore background, but yet we come together and just put together like as brutal music as we can. So I to- of- I totally do. Yeah, Connor, my, my, my playlist on my phone is all deathcore. Well, because like Eric was mentioning, like punk and thrash, and like I'm totally a thrash guy. Like it comes out of my riffs. Like I just want to go fast and 
Johnny's got the same thing too, but um I like the thrash. And then there. Matt actually has like I don't know if I should be like disclosing this, but he has like no metal background whatsoever. And so he's like learning, he's like studying up on the go. And so we bring a lot of different influences, but we're all kind of united behind like Connor definitely like really had the vision of like let's make deathcore. Like we're not gonna do like um like singing vocals, probably because he just doesn't want to clean sing clean. But like he just wants like go all the way with it sort of thing, and um, you know you mentioned impending doom uh, before the show, yeah. and I think really they are a a measure of how far you can go with like legitimate brutal death metal. Like the Christian metal scene spans a lot of different, from what I've listened to, a lot of different um, heaviness, and you know some sounds better than others lyrically, sound wise, but like impending doom is like the real. I honestly, I put them up there as like, you know, well, um, you should. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I think in that vein, like, yeah, like, and that's what you've seen at Elm is like trying to just go as brutal as you can to really wake up, like let people notice that are into this music to really wake them up and get them to listen. And then maybe later be like, oh, wow, those guys are Christian. Those guys are coming with a message. Like we want to come across as legit as possible. We want to wear, we want to camouflage ourselves, if you will, in the scene properly and that you know for that i mean we really want to study the craft we want to go hard on the vocals we want yeah. to go hard on the drums we want those guitars as brutal as possible and a lot of our songwriting reflects that yeah and we we the thing about what we're doing is is that we're not trying to we all have a lot of influences of course I mean, all of us have our backgrounds but we're not trying to like be the the fastest double kicks you can do or the the speediest riffs and we're not trying to do anything like that we just this sounds cool we're making a song around it we and we do it mm-hmm. i don't have to play my kicks at lightning fast because it doesn't need to be that way it just sounds good the way it is if i need to go fast i can i can slow it down the guitars the bass everything is it just if it sounds cool and brutal we just do it so we don't want to sound like anybody but we sound but we do sound like a lot of people you know what i mean it's just kind of a mix so hopefully we yeah, are a little bit more you know, unique. I, I don't know. We're not going for the stereotype because I don't know what the stereotype is. Right. <laughs> so I don't even know if we are deathcore. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was really worried about saying that because like the more I listen to us and the more I'm like studying deathcore, I'm like, you know, we're not like deathcore to a T, but like what you're listening to is like, you, you know, death metally, I mean, rashy. I, I mean, we've, I mean, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of different things going on. And so, I mean, you know, I see labels as just trying to help people catch up and just get a general frame of mind of like where you're coming from. But, you know, you got to listen to it and kind of experience it yourself and recognize, you know, you know, maybe this doesn't go in in a, in a certain box, but, you know, it has different things. And that's what the great thing about music. It's all be all different. And like you said, all the songs are like unpacking a present. Everyone, every every song is different. We don't, it doesn't just all blend together. It's like, oh, what's this song about now? And has a totally different feel to it than the one you just listened to. And we, we didn't do that on purpose. It's just how it is. We just, oh, here, that's a cool song. Let's make it. And yeah. we put it all yeah. together. And that was, that was one thing I really wanted to point out when I was uh, doing the review was that you guys, um, like Deathcore is just, when I, when I use it to describe you guys, it's more of just a frame of reference to give somebody an idea of the general concept of what the sound is going to yeah. be on there but 
I mean, there were, there were spots on there. I'm like, okay, they're playing around with some funeral doom here. And okay. We got some slam going at this point. And, Black metal. and I feel like a complete geek. Cause I'm throwing out all these, all these different subgenres that are <laughs> so it's okay. Minute that people are going to be like, what's slam. And I'm like, uh, you got to do your homework. If you're going to, if you're going to try to compartmentalize it. So, I mean, there was, there was a lot of, there was a lot sprinkled throughout this album. Um, and I mean, there was a lot more groove on silence than for instance, <laughs> if you were to try to dive into crush the head of the serpent. Um, yeah. And, so, um, yeah. It, that's well, that's the thing is, um, you know, um, yeah, all the sound, all the songs are a little different because for me, the background is, um, I'm probably one of the least musically experienced person people hear. Like I, I don't have any formal music training and yet this band so like going three years back is really like my first foray into writing uh music and specifically writing the guitars i mean i i didn't write anything else besides guitar so what you see in the album um is kind of an evolution of how i approach things and um what i was into at the time over you know a period of months and so um the producer uh josh schroeder really noticed that yeah, too josh. and um which so it, it was interesting that so that kind of all happened by accident. I mean, it was really just my evolution. Like, so like, for instance, like the week that I was into, um, like pick scrapes, you know, like maybe when I was discovering spirit box and they're like all about those <laughs> pitch scrapes. that that's, that's when I was writing slaughter Valley slaughter. And I was using those, um, in the riff. So like, you see like little flashbacks of what I was looking into <laughs> during the time. So it's so cool. Uh, it's interesting yeah. how it all came together. So that's why it's very like, all over the place, but like hopefully, like in a good way. <laughs> so, I think it's in a good way, but yeah, the, the influences there are there from all of us. But like the groovy stuff, I mean, it's just kind of my fault in there because I, when he's doing the riff, I'm like, well, this sounds like a cool beat here, and it just turns out to be kind of a groove, a groove riff. And I'm like, all right, it works. Yeah, I wrote guitars from the pure, like, here you go, here's some riffs. I have little to no idea what I want for drums. <laughs> like this probably sounds like this is a breakdown. Like I would probably expect a breakdown here, but it, I, got it, you, I got you covered. It man. was purely, <laughs> it was purely like the writing process for this album was interesting, which is why I'm really interested to see how we're going to go about it in the next album, whether it's formal or kind of comes up organic, because I literally would just write the riffs. Then we listened to it like, Oh yeah, it's sweet. And then Johnny would drum it. And then we would kind of hand off to each person. So it was very like, and there were some parts we wrote together. Yeah, but we, it, we'd sit in the, in our Galactus pad, you and I, for like a two hours and start working something out. And I think uh, it was the Democratic Society. You and I just sat down. And there was one that we might have been. Uh, you had a lot of you had a lot of influence in the call. Those little stop starts. Yeah, the call was the. Um, know, everything was good. We we all put our two cents into it, or all three of us, whatever. But. Connor, despite not playing any instruments, he would he'd usually be the one that would be like, all right, we're going to make this breakdown or we're going to go even slower and grindier. So yeah. I, I give him a lot of credit <laughs> for um, some of the some of the most memorable um, breakdowns that some of the favorites that I like to play. Well, so. like the end of Crush. Yeah, end yeah. of Crush. You had it set up to where it was all going to be just even all the way to the end. And then Connor's like, we should slowly break this thing down. And then he then he presents to me, we need to get down to 25 BPM on the last yeah. <laughs> and it took me a while to figure out what are we going to do i yeah. had literally had like i had a, a metronome sitting right here and i'm like 
boom. And then just completely <laughs> awkward silent. And it was like, it was so slow. I'm like, Connor, we sound stupid. Like we look like we don't know how to play our instruments. He's like, no, no, like we got it. But then finally got the timing down and like, I don't know. I mean, personally, it's, we love it. It's we fun to end the show on that. Yeah. We chose to make that song the last song primarily because of how it ends on the album and in our show. It just absolutely brutal. It is slow. Just <laughs> slower and slower. And so, um, yeah. I mean, that's it's that was fun, a team man. effort for sure. It's he's, definitely fun. Yeah, he's got a great eight ear for that. You guys are playing more like forty-seven beats, and I wanted twenty-five there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Singers, am I right? Yeah. Okay working out yeah we all we all so, make it work somehow so another another thing that i'm stupid excited about on this album is the artwork um i yeah. am super into physical media uh i believe technology is slowly taking away everything i hold good and dear about everything uh one of which is physical media but uh so it's not uncommon uh for a lot of newer metal bands to kind of Backburner the whole art yeah. production for a uh, further album, and you know, really, really not put a whole lot of thought into it. I'm looking at you, Solid State, and uh, <laughs> I think uh, it, you know, and I saw your guy when when the Rottweiler had uploaded the album art for Suffer to Rise. The first thing that went through my head was finally, there's a Christian metal band out there who's going to put album art out that's going to rival Slayer's album. Because the first thing that I, the first thing <laughs> yes. that I, that went through my head was I'm looking at something that wants to, that was at least one person in this band has probably listened to Rain and Blood. Oh, if, oh, oh yeah, I can play it. Yeah, yeah, we're thrash boys. <laughs> yeah. But so subject matter of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, point, it, right? it, it, it's very exciting to me that you guys had. had got such great album art for that did you was that something that you guys were like we really wanted to focus in on getting really solid art that can rival some of the better album covers out there christian or secular or was it just hey this is cool let's oh. use this yeah well yeah connor i got it yeah connor's the brains behind that part of it we, uh and we have a great artist too that did all that work and it, that was almost like one year ago yeah, we started I'm, putting the art together. We only had one song. <laughs> yeah, no Death tremors. Um, yeah, that album cover. Like, uh, I know we're not doing a video, but we could even show it to you because CDs are sitting over there. But yeah, all that was in Connor's head. But um, the whole story in the cover. I'm really glad you asked about that because um, yeah, I, I I think it was really smart on Connor's part to recognize like we need art to go with our single, which yeah. which makes sense now because like you need that when you have a little blurb on Spotify and you. You need art for every single thing that you post um, on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm really glad we had that out front. And um, what I like about it, again, it's like, it's brutal. It goes all the way. It even, even made me a little uncomfortable at first. But I was trying to tell myself, like, okay, like, you know, this isn't for, you know, grandma in the church pews. Like, we, we are we are trying to get people's attention that listen to brutal stuff. Like, you mentioned Slayer. Like, we want to capture that maybe that secular person's attention to show like, Hey, we're not, we're not prancing around here. We're, we're brutal, but we have like a message back. Yeah, so we don't have to worship Satan to be brutal. We can still be brutal yeah. and love God. Um, so uh, quick anecdote about that. So we got a lot of compliments on the artwork and it's a testament to 
a guy we found on Fiverr yeah. in Indonesia. Indonesia. We have his name in um, Bahamut, yeah. yeah, in the album credits. He's so good. And so a guy we found on the internet just whipped this thing up, and it was like wow. incredible. And yeah. like, um, he's, he was, our, he's our guy forever. He's like so generous, yeah. and um, we got compliments on it. And again, we, <laughs> I don't want to be like name dropping, but again, our producer Josh Schroeder, who we were so fortunate to work with, so blessed to work with, done some really great things for. Yeah, yeah. In, in the metal scene is well known he said that like the yeah. album work was what was like oh that's really cool like i kind of want to work with those guys so that was like an end with him. that was the end he says i see you guys are dedicated you have album art already and so i wanted to give you guys a shot because you know he, he why would he bring a garage band in michigan <laughs> but this guy's just produced north yeah. shore's last album and very very cool but that was the artwork and not only that but it's just it's brutal like it's it's not corny it's not like you know like i was going back there and trying to like you know do something microsoft paint or something like (laughs) we we i i feel like one thing that we can be proud of in this band um is like when we've gone out and done stuff we've tried to do it the right way like we when we put out our demo death tremors which we i thought was really great but a lot of a lot of it was like Looking back, we're like, that was a demo. Like we put a lot of recorded in a garage. We put a lot of work into that. We put a lot of work into what we wanted in the album art and a lot of the album. We want to put out good quality stuff that is legit because we're only gonna our message, being the messenger, is only gonna be as legit as our media. I mean, we can we can go on this whole tangent of like a lot of Christian media, like books, movies, cartoons, it's all really corny and it's sometimes not really helpful for the evangelization. Yeah. Um, I would argue that we're starting to enter into a golden age of that kind of stuff, but it's the same kind of thing with us. Like we want to be legit in how we come across. Um, the last thing I want to mention about the artwork is because yeah, the artwork tells a story. It actually, it, all the themes in the artwork are representative of what the songs are about. Um, each section in there has the, the part of the song and it's actually in our CD with the lyrics the background art is of that song off the album. So you can look at it in there. So, so you got to get our seat. And, and you probably saw it in the, the press stuff. But yeah, it's a concept album. There's a story that runs through it. And that story is represented on the album. So it's one of those things that you can like, you know, contemplate and be like, wow, there's some more depth to this than, than I thought. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you for the compliments. That means a lot Absolutely. to us and to Connor, who had the vision behind it. And also to our artists, who his stuff's getting blanketed everywhere legit recommend them yeah Yeah, it's i think it's kind of important to make sure i mean you 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 mentioned this album is not for grandma sitting in the church pews um and i i agree with that method of witness that it's in order to be able to witness to a specific culture you have to basically speak that culture's language uh you know you can take it back to paul when he was in rome and he saw the temple that was dedicated to the unknown God. And he, when he went, when he went before the Romans, he didn't go, well, you guys, I see that you guys all worship false gods and that's awful. And you're all going to go to hell because you know there's only one true God. He approached them using the, their language saying, I see you are very religious. Let me tell you about this God that you made this temple to. Um, and, and instead of pointing out everything people are doing, wrong and that's the appropriate uh, approach the 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 when it when it comes to christian metal history the most successful bands that have ever 
were able were ever able to proselytize the gospel were the ones that used the imagery and used the craft for in the same way that the culture they're trying to speak to does um you know brutal topics you know impending doom there will be violence you know male dead risen yeah. you know yeah uh, you, you get into bands like mangled carpenter or uh, yeah. abated mass of flesh same thing um, good. you know i, I mean even Broken even band. striper even striper the original album cover for to hell with yeah. the devil was censored <laughs> hey but they those guys led the way man they were not going to back away from their vision and talk about what they're going to do and they they, they have they're still around man why not yeah not For my sure. kind of music but i mean i dig on them because they're cool you know i appreciate what they're mm-hmm. doing but yeah they led you don't the have way. to like elvis to know what he did for rock and roll man that's yeah, it yeah yeah that's right how can you not like elvis <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 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 that's a good question to raise yeah <laughs> can you not like it yeah. sorry <laughs> but we we're kind of the same it's way funny. though like i mean in the striper thing is that we we're not afraid to to be out there and say we're christians we, we'll go we played diesel at, you know near detroit and there was there was it was not a christian venue and yet the upside down cross guys that were playing after us they love us they're like we love everything about you guys yeah, they were great. Yeah, yeah. So they we we surprise people, and of course after yeah. we play a few songs, then the Connor says we are a Christian band and we're here to proclaim the healing powers of Jesus Christ during our set. That gets a few eyebrows raised after we just played Vindicator. You know? Yeah, that was a really. I was. I'm glad you brought that up, Johnny, because that was a really cool story. Because um, um, we 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 noticed it was gonna be kind of a secular set and. So, you know, we we're kind of going back and forth like, oh, wow, how upfront should we be? And I told Connor, I'm just like, just let the spirit guide you. And so like he has this whole routine, like he usually announces us like um, before our third song. But after our first song is when he came out and said that. And he's like, you know, we proclaim the healing ministry of Jesus Christ. And if that offends you. Like you're about to be really hurt. I'm not going to apologize. Oh yeah, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> and like, there were some like like hesitant cheers, and so it seemed to be received really well. But that became like a conversation starter after. Yeah. Like people, one they I think you know the music was a bridge. Like they're like, okay, you guys aren't you guys aren't horrible. We actually like what you're playing. So now we're open to what you're about. Like tell us about like you know your reception as a Christian band, and then you know another guy from another band came up and was just kind of sharing his experience of like, yeah, I had a really bad experience with faith. And so just, yeah, it just kind of, yeah, hurt Christians. It's just kind of like, it kind of like open doors. Yeah, and so yeah. like, I felt like it was a nudge to be like, Hey, it's okay. Like, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't shy away from like who you are. And you know, we're not going to like force it down anyone's throats, but we're also not going to be Naturally, yeah. shy about it. Yeah. And um, it's just, you know, we're going to put it out there and, and we're going to let people respond to it accordingly. So, and by the way, those guys have bought our album. Yeah. they have yeah yeah sh- shout, shout out to creeping night creeping yeah. night um what was that the band right after us uh, it was like oh well influence was later it was arcanium arcanium yeah these I probably got it wrong. these dudes are all so cool great bands playing great music supporting us and even the drummer of arcanium he 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 messaged me on my instagram he's like dude your album is so effing good <laughs> i was like man you guys are, you guys are the best so that's awesome and and they didn't know anything about us and we come in and, and risk you know saying what we say and be who we are 
and it's all a uh, you know for the faith and so we're like we have faith in god this is what we're supposed to do it'll come together and it, it's coming together and we're looking for more gigs so that we can continue you know putting on good shows but also bringing more people in i think we made a turning point yeah. with that one guy yeah, you know, he wanted to burn a Bible during the show. <laughs> and now he's he like, I'm not, not going to do that this time. <laughs> and cool they dude. did. They cool did a dude. metal version of La Vida Loca. Which oh, man. Great. That was, that, was, that, was, that was worth the price of mission <laughs> right, yeah, there, yeah. right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's been my experience that uh, the secular crowd um, in, at, a, at a metal show has a tendency, as long as you're bringing as long as you're honoring the craft, uh, they have a tendency to be more accepting of Christians entering their space uh, than, than uh, the Sunday finest yeah. church crowd accepting the metal it, it being introduced into their space. Have you guys run into that a lot as far as any kind of blowback from the church uh, being like, oh, you can't be Christians making that style of music or having that kind of imagery? Well, Sort of, but not really. People are pretty cool with it. We get a once in a while, I might get a message on their socials that are, is there an oxymoron? I'm like, why? The ultimate death of Jesus is dying on the cross. Definitely. Here we go. Right. Yeah. This, is a, this is a frequent discussion when we do podcasts. I feel like people want to talk about the concept of this. And the way I see it is this. I mean, there are almost everything you can do you can be done for the glory of God. Now there are some exceptions that, you know, maybe different Christians might fight amongst each other. But I think in general, like, you know, metal can be, you know, for the glory of God, if we're doing it for the right purpose. Yeah, I the mean, Bible's really metal. What are you talking about? And so it's like, I, I, it all, it all comes back to intention. I think because it's not, I guess, conventional or like what you would expect that maybe there's that resistance, but, um, you know, we're we're all different flavors and built different ways and have different spiritualities and that's the same to be said for metal. I mean, we're you know this is this can also be a ministry for people who want heavy music. I mean, I always say there's a time and place for praise and worship. I think there's a good place for that, and some people are really moved by that, and um, it's helpful for them to lift their heart and worship. But other people they want they want to like get gritty and real with like how the world is and how they feel and. Um, I always talk about the Psalms. I mean, the Psalms, you know, they're not all happy and no. exciting. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of them are pretty uh, brutal, and I think they make brutal song material, which is an idea floating around my brain. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I think it's a great discussion topic, and I'm, you know, I, I'm always willing to talk about it with anybody because, um, you know, I want to be, I want to witness to what being a Christian could look like if a Christian likes metal. Like, I think that can be a role that we play for people you know everyone has different wounds with the church they have different reasons why they don't want to come to faith it might have been a bad experience with somebody it might have been like that that doesn't look like me that life doesn't look like me that believer they look too happy and too clappy but maybe if they see me and they see like wow like he you know he goes to church on sunday and also likes like you know pig squeals his music. So it's like, it's like it, 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 it really it's it's getting people's attentions where and we're in a society where we continue to just put people in boxes and just make us assumptions about these people do these things and these people do these things and it's like anytime you break through that it's like wow we're building bridges so 
I don't know. I mean, God can use us however he wants, and that's just one thought of where this is going. He so. can't stop his will. Yeah, we're just blessed that the album is being received as it is, and people are liking it. And that, what else could we have asked for? I mean, literally, I think, what, three of the songs we wrote just a few months ago, I mean, just right before we went into the studio. Yeah. How, how does that happen but for the grace of God? I mean, it yep. just flowed through us. And then Josh comes along, and he, and he articulates and helps us build these songs so they sound like they're supposed to and making everything come together. So if you think about it, if, if anybody has questions about how life can possibly work, well, God's working through us because Matt comes along and Eric comes along and the album gets done, and it's just amazing. We, we, can't, we can't do this on our own. We put a lot of work into it, but it's like we can't control the reception we've gotten and the people that want to come and talk to us. Like that's all. It's all a gift. It's all it's blessing. blessing. Yeah, and it's just a reminder of like, yeah. Like, We're so honored. Yeah, the people are saying nice things. Really. Like you, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some influences, like specific musical influences outside of genre. Like it, musically speaking, who would you say are the your guys' biggest influences on what you're currently? maybe wow. on the christian side or on the secular side or whatever you, yeah. you want me to eric, eric's got a pretty that? cool uh, yeah. layout um, here. <laughs> i've never been real attracted to uh, religious music because i didn't like how it tried to make it sound like if you find god they will solve all your problems and i've discovered a band called 16 horsepower which is uh, like an alternative country almost real dark mountain music and like I saw him at a festival and all the other groups are happy and everything. And you could just see the shock on people's face as soon as they started playing because it was dark and it was gritty, but it was fire and brimstone and it was just beautiful for me. And life is suffering. It's, it's, in, it's in Buddhism, it's in Christianity, it's in everything. There's always suffering there. And music should help you heal that suffering. Mm-hmm. and bridges between me and god and for me like if i'm if i start to write lyrics for this band that's what i would be drawing from musically i listen to garbage and i don't matter <laughs> <laughs> 16 horsepower really really changed my life and got me listening to some and then like bloodline flicker fee came along and i started listening to them too they're a thrash band to me and Lanny, michigan that was fantastic yeah. and that's the best I can give. Yeah. Eric's got some eclectic taste. That's yeah. why I wanted to hear his musical influences. Yeah. But Johnny, what about, what about you? Yeah, I, my, mine goes pretty deep, man. I, I, there's a lot of thrash metal, a lot of death metal, old school like Sepultura. I mean, yeah, yeah. And of course, the Slayers and all that stuff. We we all know that. But uh, like Meshuggah is one of my favorites. And then in the Christian side of things, you know, come on, Broken Flesh, Made in Master Flesh. Uh, and, uh, and the list goes on and on there. But I, I really have a lot of the, the hard uh, stuff in my genre. But, yeah, we can also listen to something not you know, light and everything. Believe it or not, like bands like U2, The Police, some of those older bands like that, some of those drummers like incredible. Mm-hmm. Stuart Copeland, yeah. I mean, come on. And if somebody is playing our genre of music, on the drums and they don't know some like really cool drummers that are not in our genre you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because those guys do things that you speed it up or slow it way down 
are totally metal and brutal. So a lot of those influences, well, like that, uh, like uh, Alex Lopez's uh, Suicide Silence. He, he's like, I mean, I, I love that guy. You know, he's that that sound is right there. So there's a lot of influence there. I, I wish there was more of the Christian metal influence that I was able to to gain as I as I've gone through you know my life playing drums and bass guitar and everything. But it is a lot of it is the uh, the secular side where it's I hate the the message and I hate what they're singing about and but I just like tone it out and like listen to those drums you know Dave Lombardo man come on <laughs> dude he's like he's doing some jazzy stuff now that's like wild and he's still got those lightning fast wrists man so a lot of influences man I can go on and on and on but like Jacob Jacob yeah I uh, I feel really basic compared to these guys these guys have a lot of like depth to it but like. I'm like your stereotypical, like I picked up a guitar because I wanted to learn Metallica, specifically Master Puppets, like guarantee you there's like a million people out there like that. So, so yeah, I was very influenced by thrash. I like, I like it going fast and heavy. Um, and then, you know, I got a little sprinkling and taste of all sorts of different metal, whether it's, you know, modern metalcore, you know, the, the big wave in the 2000s, whether it was like all that remains kill switch um basically a lot of like modern stuff um mm -hmm. so uh i i think i'm definitely a metalcore boy at heart so i try to keep that <laughs> try to try to try to tamp that down connor will tell me when my riffs are too metalcore so uh more Matt, matt's doing that now yeah. too. i have to tell him today he's showing us something like it's a little metalcore yeah it's okay there's you know there's 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 a time and a place for that but um and then um I think more recently, like, yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to really scope the depths of like Christian metal, like how, what does it sound like heavy and what does it sound like Christian? And like, I just, I'm always blown away by impending doom. And, yeah. But I mean, I like the legends, like, you know, I think, you know, Demon Hunter is definitely, you know, a, a big pinnacle in that scene. And, um, you know, I'm going to be careful how I s segment this because, you know, there's always like gatekeeping in the Christian metal scene. Um, at various times, bands that have been called Christian, mm -hmm. like, you know, Asley dying and, and things like that. And yeah. Fit for a King is a more recent one. I like them because their lyrics are very, um, very hope filled. That's always one thing. Um, you know, metal you want to get gritty and brutal, but like, there's always that part of me like, you know, I do want to like, I do want to leave people some hope. And Connor does do that. You got to look at his lyrics, and a lot of them, they're they're good. They end on a good message, and yeah. you know, invoke Jesus's name too. And so it's not all like, you know, death and doom, but um, but it's suffering. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it kind of covers the game. It. So those those are a few of the bands that you know are, are big for me. So yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see anything wrong with being somebody who who came in on the whole Metallica hype, you know, and, and surfed through the metalcore scene during the early two thousands. I mean, I I challenge you to find in in a room of in a room of uh, people from between the ages of fifteen to I'll say thirty five who all say they like metal i challenge you to find one who didn't who doesn't cite metallica as being their oh, yeah. drug when it comes to metal yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, i just make fun yeah. of myself because like unfortunately the bigger you are the harder they fall and yep. you know people get all like you know angry at them and but i mean the, the facts remain like they they 40 years into it come i on. mean they yeah. were so influential there's so there's so many bands that exist because of them but uh, but they also get beat up because they're the big guys. So you know, it's, well, it's yeah, and I, doubles, man. Come on, everybody's got to like. 
And and the thing about it is, is like people talk about them. Oh, they went commercial. Oh, they sold out for money and stuff like that. And I'm like, do I have to remind you that Cannibal Corpse showed up in a Jim Carrey movie? <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you for making that reference. Yeah. <laughs> I think Corpse was behind that one. Yeah. He's a funny I, dude. I mean, I mean, Chris, I mean, that was how I found out about Cannibal Corpse. I mean, up to that point, my experience in metal was... You know, I, I, I lived through the hair metal scene of the eighties and, you know, I was starting to ride the Metallica train at that time period. You know, I was, I was coming out of, I was coming out of like, I was raised on country music and I was starting to find my own way when it comes to picking what I enjoy listening to. And I was starting to get into Metallica and, and that, that whole thrash vibe of the uh, early nineties. And then all of a sudden Ace Ventura came out and I saw that and I'm like, what the heck is this? (laughs) this is amazing you know and it's just like there are a bunch of people out there who cut their teeth on cannibal corpse because of commercial being people going commercial and selling out so it's just like yeah i I mean you know that money badge of honor in metal and some music to like you know be unheard of and unknown but let's be honest you're also broke but but, but, but let's be honest like as musicians we are flattered the more people listen to us and so I mean, you know, I think bands would do, if they put themselves in their shoes, I think they would have wanted to get into a position like that. You know, Cannibal Corpse, they got to be who they are, you know, in a in a wide-ranging movie. They didn't really compromise who they were. They just showed up in a movie that a lot of people wanted to see. Yeah. And, uh, and look what it did for you and for them, and it's it's crazy. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we're, just, we're just hoping that they play a song at a Red Wings game someday. <laughs> yeah, that's a big. Uh, this guy's a big hockey guy. I'm thinking Red Wings are playing like silence. That's a big. Uh, that's <laughs> that a big um, um, trend recently. Where Where are you at, John? I know you said you were like in different time zones. So I'm in Spokane, know. Washington. So if we're talking oh, okay. hockey, we're talking about the Kraken over here. Yeah. Well, recently, so whoever whoever is in charge of the um, arena music at the Red Wings arena over here in Detroit has been like playing like Lorna Shore. <laughs> And like just getting away with like, you know, decently stuff, yeah. like, you know, acceptable twenty second clips. Like, you know, she didn't play she didn't play the uh, you know, the pig snorts at the end, but um but but just like Black Dahlia Murder and like Warner Shore just like casually popping into um the uh, warm up music at the Red Wings arena. So it just made me love my, my favorite hockey team more. So, so. so that's why I say we, we as soon as they play one of our songs at a Red Wings game, we've made it. Right. <laughs> well, we know it's in the realm of possibility. We're not just like, we're going to be good, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying we have a major audience, but I mean, if we put it out there, we can always ask our, ask our uh, devoted geeks out there to uh, send a message yeah. to the, to the uh, Red Wings Association Red, be like, Red Hey, Wings. support, support local music. Get those, so, get those change.org petitions going. <laughs> That's because they totally do part. so much. <laughs> oh, like a big old wrestling. Oh, yeah, we should we should play wrestling. Show. Wrestling music. <laughs> so we've we've discussed influences. Uh, let, let's take it to the next. Let's take it to the next uh, logical step here. Does uh, voluntary mortification do any covers live? Well, no, not not yet. We've talked about it for a while, but man, it's been a it's been a grind. We've been just trying to. Well, get uh, we need Matt and Eric to actually finish learning all the songs. Yeah, on the it's album. Like, <laughs> it's like 
we are very busy. Like we've always like had like something on the to do list. Like we don't just show up to practice and we're like, oh shoot, like we should like cover this. Like we've been very business oriented. We've been yeah, trying to nice. get this album together, and then we had to like then once we like got the album recording schedule, we had to like hurry up and finish all the songs, and then then we had new members that we had to like relearn the songs. So we haven't had a lot of time to focus on that. We just I just now started talking about doing some covers and. Uh, you talked about kind of the um, the the, the mid two thousands metal death scene. I think one thing that you want to do with covers is like hit that nostalgia button. So mm-hmm. all I'll say is that we're we're looking at some covers that would like make people freak out. Like, oh, I love this song, and you guys you know, can actually play it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you know that like that that just that hits that nostalgia like feeling. We <laughs> so we're 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 just looking at it now, but we don't we don't have any covers down pat right now. So. Oh. If you guys, oh, yeah. uh, if you guys take uh, suggestions, requests, <laughs> yeah. If you guys take what do you requests, got? Uh, what do you got? I would, I would love to be able to hear you guys play some. Uh, you guys familiar with the Red Chord? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we could probably uh, do that. Oh, it's been so long. It's been a long time. It, they're, they're, yeah. It's like one of those. I vaguely know the name. I can't even think about what they sound like. Uh, I think we have specifically fixation on plastics. That would be a fantastic song to hear by you guys. Plastics, fixation mm-hmm. on plastics. Yeah, check it out. Uh, I, I've been a, I've been a fan of theirs for a while. I I, I can see that. That you would be stoked cool. my curiosity to see why you paired us with the song. So I I I, I, I I caught those guys back in uh, about 2011, and I tell you what, you guys, if they ever get back together again, I would highly recommend catching them those guys are insane and they're they're that type of secular where they're not really espousing anything that you'd be anti from the stage it just kind of seems that way given their artwork or stuff like that but like you you take a song like the one i mentioned fixation on plastics and uh it's all about people being addicted to their cell phone and they can't pull themselves away from this plastic thing in your hand it's just it's all in how it's all in how you phrase things and that's that was one of the biggest things i've learned from them is you know you you can talk about legit things in metal you don't have to you know just be like ooh satan blah blah (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding yeah yeah like have some you know depth and well i mean that that's the thing in metal is like i think you're always people are always tempted to kind of who can go with the hardest and the most extreme and like push to the limit and just make good songs. You don't have to worry about being the best at everything. It's just make good songs. Have yeah. Fun. It, but the, the, the other side of it though, is they're on the record label side of things. You know, there's expectations that you have to fulfill towards the record label in order to catch attention. I mean, one of the most legendary Christian black metal bands out that someone could name out there. I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the band Antester somebody mm, yeah a little bit um Not so real. for the for the uninitiated uh they're a norwegian uh christian black metal band they've they've yeah. they've played with the secular satano black metal bands uh hellhammer from mayhem was their drummer on one of their albums um oh. you know and, and they they've been on labels like nuclear blast and, and things like that recently they posted on their facebook they're like look you know, we're not, we have, we've had our next album written for like the past five years. now. You're not waiting on us to write right now. You're waiting for, you're, we're basically waiting to have a record label. That's actually willing to back us on a project. Like we can't sell everything we own every time we want an album, you know? And they're yeah. Like, 
there are so yeah. many record labels out there who are who are who would be willing at the drop of a dime to book us and give us the financial backing that we need if we turn the cross upside down yeah but because we're not willing to do that we're going to take this album to the grave or maybe an L, a record label will step up and so you know there there there's something to be said about people who are being true to metal but in the same sense you know it, it's easy to expose that mindset i think just by showing that to people and be like hey you're following a prefabricated agenda by a record label because they think this is what sells and unless yep, you're willing to funny. open your mind unless you're willing to open your mind beyond the stereotype of what metal is supposed to be and allow for some original thought to come into it you're gonna always going to be sitting in a stagnated pool of recycled garbage basically metal is such an ambiguous term i mean what metal i mean what what, what do you, you you can't put it in one little circle it, metal's a lot so yeah. how do you be true to metal well true to what metal? And, and genre labels you know like they can be an invitation but they can also be a barrier and so one thing i've learned that i want to take to heart for me listening to music that i hope people will take to heart for us is just you know just just listen to the music and decide if you like it and don't worry about you know whether it's christian or not sort of thing so i mean mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's you know what what any musician wants is right we made music for a reason. We just want people to enjoy it. You know, if we can help people, that's great. But you know, we came up with "Suffer to Rise" for a reason for the, the title and the song. It, that's what we are doing. We are suffering to rise up mm-hmm. to the ultimate place we want to be. And it's not, you know, peaches and cream and rose petals on this earth. It's tough. Yeah, we all go through our sufferings, and that's we want to reach out to those who are thinking that there's hopelessness, and then we want to give them hope. We've all been through stuff. I've been through horrific things, and if it wasn't for the grace of God, I'd be dead. So we want to pass that on through our music the best we can and just put our faith in God that it's going to work out. Whether we go anywhere from here or not, it's irrelevant. We've done what we wanted to do. We have more we want to do, and we're going to keep doing it. And if people like it, then we're blessed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are coming up at the end of our hour here. Is there anything else that you would like to say to anybody who is listening about your band, about music, about anything at all? If you were to leave on one specific message, anybody can chime in. What's what, what's what's one thing that you feel needs to be said? Before you if if you dig what we're doing and you want to try to book us for something, uh, v dot mortification booking at yahoo.com is for our booking so that we can meet more bands and have more fun talk to more people for me that's like the next step after making an awesome album is you go out and you play for people and yeah. you play it for the people that need it and want to hear it so please book yeah. us yeah. Give, get in touch with me let us let me know where you are at and where you want us to play and who you want us to play with and we'll start networking and see if we can get out there yeah i would say you know in addition to that like you mentioned like separate rise the debut album's out and um Appreciate if you support us. We're, we're available on Bandcamp and um, test it out and stream us on all the different stream mm-hmm. platforms. But, you know, if you if you think this is, you know, we, we see this as a ministry. So we're, we're, we're happy to say, like, if you support this and you think this is a good thing for people in general, I mean, we invite you to step up and help us support it because obviously it's not uh, it's not free. So we have merch that will help us 
pay for the bills. Pay for the bills, yeah. cover the costs, go towards more fun things. Expensive, and, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have merch available and our CDs, and, um, and we're just happy to see support either in that way or come to see us at shows coming soon. So Yeah, and then uh, like us on our Facebook and our Instagram. And hey, here's the thing. If you message us, we respond. We talk to everybody. And, you know, I've tried reaching out to a lot of bands and a lot of guys to, you know, see what they're doing. They don't, you never hear, they don't talk to you. So we do. I talk to everybody. If you have questions, you want to talk faith, want to talk music, I'm down. We are highly interactive. And, uh, yeah, John, I I can supply any and all um, links and notes because I'm guessing you're going to have, like, show notes people can click on. So they want to, like, remember, oh, yeah, Yeah. how was this spelled? (laughs) There you go. Yeah. That's been a disappointment. Facebook, where you think you're talking to somebody, it's like, oh, well, I'm not them. I'm their sisters, cousins, best friends. Goldfishes are all the. No, so. we're, we're the real deal. <laughs> the real deal. Yeah, we'll talk to everybody. Yeah, and that's that's always refreshing. Um, that that was how I got in contact with you guys, and uh, you know, it's 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 always nice when a band is not above talking to the people who want to buy their. Stuff. We should. Be. Yeah, we should like, yeah, they're probably cooler than we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of bands that talk to us too, and it's like you guys are way better than us, but we love you anyway. You know, cool. Let's hang out and talk. It doesn't matter. It's not about who's better. It's let's just be a community. Yeah, yeah. Make that got it. Make those connections. Be humans with each other. Thousands of drummers better than me, but that's irrelevant. I just want to hang out and talk shop, talk God, make some good music, and have some fun. Awesome. All right, everybody, uh, if you are listening out there and you want to support these guys, I highly recommend buying the album, buy merch, uh, figure out a mailing address and mailing address and just send them checks in the mail because they're <laughs> worth supporting. And I'm sure they probably won't turn that down either. Um, and uh, if you like what you're hearing now, please like, rate and subscribe. That helps put us in front of like minded individuals like you. And uh, if you feel like supporting uh, what we're doing here with the Geek Devotions Network, please feel uh, free to check out Geek Devotions on Patreon. That money helps us put together things like this interview and go to GeekCon in August. So, And please check us out at our booth in GeekCon this year from August 18th through August 21st in Shreveport, Louisiana. We're there to meet and greet. So until then... Stay devoted. Peace and love. Good night, everyone.